You're listening to The Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. Let's talk <laughs> about the hoo-ha and the woo-ha <laughs> and the ha-ha-ha. What's going to happen with fantasy? So, okay, Rich, walk us through fantasy this season. Get the floor is yours. Do your fantasy thing. Just talk about it. Do it. Do it. Get to okay. the chopper. I'm gonna uh I'm gonna let y'all throw names if y'all want, but I will say this though. Let's try to skip the obvious. Okay. Uh oh, we're gonna obviously talk about Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley. Is he mm-hmm. like, let's not I, talk about the first one. I've got round. the number one pick. Yeah. I can't stand it. I'm sitting there when you're when when I've been in about four or five drafts already. And I'm and they're sitting, there, oh yeah, you've got the number three pick, or you've got the number seven pick. You're gonna have a great year with uh, who? I'm like, yeah, everybody knows. Okay, yeah, third pick, we're gonna pick Ezekiel Elliott. Don't let's waste, don't waste my time. Okay, okay. so don't let, waste my time. Let's waste your time with one really burning question that's happening. This sure. is a fire question: Is Patrick Mahomes worth taking in the second round of your fantasy draft? Depends on the the uh, scoring sheet. If you're, uh, I'm watching a lot of people sneak in that want to pick Patrick Mahomes in the first or second round. If they sneak in a stat that says passing touchdowns are worth six points, yes. Mm-hmm. Because he's on that level of it's Patrick Mahomes with passing touchdowns and then there's whoever else. Now, unfortunately, the other part of that is the quarterback position is so deep right now mm-hmm. that Drew Brees, and Aaron Rodgers are like rated the 13th through 15th best quarterback yeah, in the crazy. league. Yeah, it's crazy. So when you've got quarterbacks of that caliber, even Tom Brady is being is like rated 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. You're you're drafting these guys on your bench. Right. Right. It may not be valuable to look at a Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, especially when you, you can be drafting uh, Josh Jacobs from Las Vegas, mm-hmm. who's also in the second round. Running backs have always been the bread and butter of fantasy football. You luck up and get a good stash of running backs that aren't getting hurt, that are playing consistent, you're going to win your league. So that's that's my key cue, my, uh, what I would say, focus on the running game. Mm-hmm. Get your stable of good running backs. Your receivers, they're going to come. You may not get Michael Thomas. You may not get Julio Jones, especially if you're focusing on running backs. But, again, I'm seeing Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. They're all being drafted third or fourth round. Amari Cooper's not even being taken until the fifth or sixth round mm-hmm. in some leagues. Mm-hmm. These are all high-volume, high-caliber players. I know I have said before, I don't like two wide receiver settings. Like I said, when we go back to Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, but look at the system. They're going to get receptions. They're going to get volume. They are going to play. So my thing about fantasy football this year is be patient. It's going to be nothing different than last year as far as players. You have a few rookies here that they're high on. I don't know. I would pass on that Chiefs running back that they've talked about. Yeah. I know they're going to try to cater to him, but I just think that drafting him 6th or 7th is just kind of egregious for me. Mm-hmm. 
And they have not even gone and said if Jonathan Taylor is going to be the starter over Marlon Mack right now in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. I see him coming off the board in the first round as well. Mm -hmm. You know, it is egregious when we're talking about some of the moves that are being made with Hilaire going the fourth or fifth running back in most fantasy leagues. I, I don't see it. And as you said, there are people who are dropping down where you can get Deshaun Watson, you can get Dak Prescott, you can get quality quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, uh, all of them in the fifth round. Fifth, sometimes yeah. sixth. Uh, so it really, uh, we were talking about that earlier. Jay and I were saying in one of my fantasy leagues, I was able to get David Montgomery in the 14th round because of yeah, how you know, the, the drafting fell. Mm -hmm. The thing is now, if you have, don't have these really deep leagues, 10-team leagues, something like that, I wouldn't worry about quarterback too much. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I really wouldn't worry about it because you, you, you're you good almost down to 20 right now, you know, uh, fantasy league, fantasy points-wise. And like Rich is saying, you got it. But if you if you can get that running back, if you can get that running back, that running back tandem two or three, they're going to be producing points for you every week, all the time, you can run away with your league if, with the right pick. So that's definitely without a doubt about that. What about, Hey, Rich, what do you think about like uh, – and, and this is real obvious because we're in Chicago – do you think now with the retooling of the Bears a little bit, do you think Tariq Cohen might be a guy you want to pick up late um, if you have a chance and put him on your bench? Because we know he only averaged like four yards, 4.4 yards last year per carry, but I think he's going to be used a little bit differently this year. Do you think that's a guy I want to take a shot and stick him on my bench um, later on as, as the rounds go? In a PPR league, yes. Yeah. Uh, he's still gonna get thrown to. He's still gonna get receptions. Like you said, he may get, he may, he may repeat last year and only do three or four yards. But when you're talking about receptions are giving you one point each, those points add up. Yeah. So, I would say in a PPR league, absolutely. In a standard league, you might want to pass on him if somebody else takes him. It's not a big deal. That's that's just how I feel. Like you said, David Montgomery is that bell cow, and yeah. he's going late in the rounds where you're drafting a bench player. So if it's not a PPR league and David Montgomery is still available, that's who you want to draft over three Cohen. You know, you just talked about uh, the Buccaneers situation with their receiving core. Now, a couple of seasons I've had Mike Evans, and he's had some of those great runs, uh, two, three games. He was 100 uh, yards, and he was good. He gave you a few touchdowns, 100 yards. Then he had those games where he disappeared completely. And I do understand it was the QB situation. But let's talk to the listeners about handcuffing. Because a lot of times we talk about handcuffing players. Is it wise in this situation where you have Godwin and you've got a Chris, uh, uh, Mike Evans, should you handcuff those two together, being that they'll be your number one and number two receivers for the Buccaneers? I highly doubt you'll get the chance. Mm-hmm. Just to be honest with you, mm -hmm. um, generally, no, in this situation, because either Godwin or Mike Evans are being drafted both in the third or fourth round. Mm -hmm. So I don't think you're going to get that shot. If you had an opportunity where uh, you drafted, say, Godwin in the third round, Mike Evans is still available in the fifth or sixth round, which isn't happening. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not going to happen. So let's take let's take that handcuffing off the board right mm -hmm. now. If that happens, you get the unicorn. You're probably in a league where you're going to win already because you've got a whole bunch of idiots mm -hmm. or, or inexperienced. I should excuse me, 
inexperienced fantasy players who are drafting <laughs> like you know uh the kicker in the fifth round or something like that nobody nobody drafts a kicker in the fifth round that's fake news i've seen it <laughs> oh i just saw it with, <laughs> I've seen it. with tuck from baltimore i just saw it with baltimore's kicker and with uh kansas city's kicker i saw a guy take one he took two kickers he took one in the sixth round and then he took one in like the 13th round he cornered the market yeah. kickers. <laughs> Literally. And I think his, his plan was, you're going to have to come see me about these kickers. So you need oh, a kicker, gosh. come holler at your guy. Yeah, he'll, he'll be sitting yeah, there no, with those don't kickers. Do <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. No, I, handcuffing is a good – handcuffing is a good, is a good practice if you mm-hmm. can do it right. But not with the Buccaneers. They're not going to let you. What you might be able to handcuff is Rob Gronkowski – if you think he's going to be healthy and if you think he's going to uh, play the snap volume that you expect, you have seen him from the old, like literally being out there on every snap. I don't think either of that's going to happen. No. But yeah, it's the games funny. that he does play, he should do volume. I saw a young lady take in one of the fantasy leagues, she took Gronkowski in like the fifth round. And you still had Mark Andrews on the board. You still had some guys who were there. I think you still had Waller on the board at that time. She did that. Yeah. And you're just like, I don't think that's your best bet. I mean, and you still got yeah. players like Greg Olson who aren't getting even drafted. And you know he's going to be a TE1 in that system, at least at the beginning of the season. So right. you know he's going to be there. And, again, we just talked about it with the Bears tight end situation. You know who – Graham is going to be their number one until Komet comes in and supplants him. So it's really, it's strange. But Rich, how do you feel about taking a situation where you you take two quarterbacks, two high-end quarterbacks, and you try and really, you you draft and stash them. You're going to take them and then keep one there for, for trading or for trade purposes later on. Does that work in a standard league? Not unless you lucked up and drafted, uh, like last year, you happened to draft Russell Wilson and happened to just stash Lamar Jackson. But mm-hmm. is Lamar is there a Lamar Jackson ish quarterback available mm-hmm. in late rounds that you can stash that's going to be Lamar Jackson ish? I don't know. I'm asking you at this point. The mm-hmm. there the maybe Joe Burrow. Might, but with that Cincinnati offensive line, I think he's got a little development time to do. Yeah, that's a long the, shot on that one. The stash, the stat, your, these are your stash options. Uh, realistically, like I said, people are drafting Aaron Rodgers as a backup quarterback right mm-hmm. now, along with Drew Brees. And Tom Brady. Um, and, well, a lot of people are not sleeping on Tom Brady. I'm seeing him going four, fifth, or sixth QB really? option. Okay. Yes. Um, I don't argue with that because, I mean, given all the weapons around him, he, he should at least hit his 15 to 20 point mark, mm-hmm. especially in leagues where they're sneaking that quarterback, uh, touchdown to six points instead of four, which is the standard. Mm-hmm. I would say, don't be sleep on Phillip rivers. Okay. Or even Derek Carr. Okay. Given the systems that they're in, given the, players they have around and their schedule they should do fine 
but you don't draft him as your starting quarterback either. I'm actually seeing uh, leagues where Carson Wentz isn't even being drafted. Yeah, I I had one where it was an auto rotation, and I got I got a decent team, but my starting quarterback is Carson Wentz, and I was not happy with that at all. Not when you had, in which I did go, you had Cam Newton sitting right there. He was a free agent. Nobody had even drafted him, and he was sitting there. I was like, I'll take my shot with Cam any day over Carson Wentz. So I feel just as good with Cam there as I do Carson Wentz. Okay. So, yeah, I'm just saying, you know, (laughs) but it's funny we're seeing that. So here are three names, and since I just talked about it, Cam Newton in some leagues is just sitting out there. Even though mm-hmm. he's been named the starter, he's sitting there. Teddy Bridgewater is sitting mm-hmm. there and not being used. And Daniel Jones of the Giants. They're just sitting there. They're all quarterbacks who are going to be starting quarterbacks. They're going to have the snaps. They're going to get reps. Are they worth picking up in the later rounds in a standard league? Of those three, Teddy Bridgewater might be your Lamar Jackson of last year. Okay. But he faces a great challenge because who is he throwing to? Right. Aside right. from McCaffrey, uh, what they're going high on DJ Moore. I think that's his uh, mm-hmm. his uh, wide receiver one. But he's an unproven t- uh, talent. Mm-hmm. He did not prove. I mean, when you're when you're the guy, you're expected to volume up with nobody else to throw to 1400 yards or something like that. Is he going to do that this year? I mean, the man is not Michael Thomas and that's who Bridgewater was thrown mm-hmm. to where he was shining in that new Orleans system last year. That's true. Is DJ or Michael Thomas. That's true. No, but I mean, he's a, he's a realistic person to draft in earlier rounds when you're looking for a second or third wide receiver. Absolutely. Okay. But like I said, he's not he's not Michael Thomas, so I understand why Bridgewater is not being drafted. He doesn't have anybody to throw to. He's gonna have to get real creative out there in that Carolina system that caters only to McCaffrey, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. So before we go, there is one thing we need to get on the table and see if this works. Outside of George Kittle and Kelsey. Is it recommendable, feasible, is it even plausible to draft your tight end in the second or third round when you're putting your team together? No, listen to my voice. No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> if you, I, I don't know how I feel about drafting Kittle or Kelsey in the first and second rounds myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, with the league set the way it is now, uh, with your running back play, if you've got a 1,200-yard perspective rushing running back on the board, you don't not pick him mm-hmm. for the sake of going after Kittle yeah, or Kelsey. It's just my opinion. Now, if you feel like you've got that running back diamond in a rough, you think Adrian Peterson is going to uh, somehow channel his Minnesota – days out there in Detroit and you can pick him up in the 17th round. Hey, maybe that's a good option for you. Hey Rich, do you think a do you think a lot of times people are just picking names more than just looking at the situation that they're in? 
and you see guys being because sometimes you see some draft boards and you go, what are these people thinking about? Like that guy's production has been going down two years in a row, and why did you draft him in the fourth and fifth round when you had other people who are probably more productive? People need to do their homework a little bit more. Can you tell the people how to do their homework a little bit, a, a way to just an easy way, a couple of minutes? Or how how do I find out the best fantasy way? Who do I pick? How how do I go about doing that? Well, everybody's got that sleeper slash nostalgia thing because there was no preseason. There's no hype about football whatsoever. I'm a little disappointed. And then fantasy football came around. Nick caught everybody off guard. Absolutely right. What you need to do now is start practicing doing mock drafts. That is what I would say do them now. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know, right right while we're talking, start doing one. I mean, you can do it on your phone, computer, whatever, play for kicks and giggles, pick what go through different rounds, like say, you know, hey, I don't, most of these drafts are being uh, random. So you don't know where you're going to draft until the draft day it is. Go in a mock draft, be the first person, be the last, be the middle, figure out what's comfortable for you, see who's being picked up, and then dictate and, and dominate your draft like that. Be the trendsetter. Be that, that, that dark horse trick person that's going to take somebody off the board that no one's seeing that starts another pattern or trend. Don't do it for a kicker, please, God, no. But that's the strat. That's what I would give anybody the advice to do. Um, I have, like I said, I've always been been high on volume and production. Don't go necessarily looking at names, like you said, for uh, when you when you've got somebody like Calvin Ridley available. You know, if he goes too high in in the second or third round, let him go. Yeah. Focus on. Uh, not necessarily what your what they say the projections are, but look at product vo- uh, volume, productivity, what's going on in their division, who's playing, who's not playing, who decided to take a COVID year off. That's gonna that's supposedly backing this person up. There's a lot of ins and outs of this, and if we're gonna talk about kickers. Here's the strategy for kickers: dead last, and preferably somebody that's kicking in warm climate. Because when the wintertime comes around, that ball is going to feel like <laughs> a glass shard. It's not going to feel good. So, yeah. yeah. Um, tight ends, I have a few names I could throw in there that, like you said, when Kittle and Kelsey and Gronkowski are all off the board and you're looking for names to scramble, uh, one name I would say, Hayden Hurst from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Last year, Austin Hooper was the surprise sleeper of all. But that system has always been designed for tight ends to sneak in there and have a productive year, especially when you have Julio Jones. You've got to throw to somebody when you're going in a, t- in a double or triple coverage. Right. Hayden Hurst will be that guy. Another system player, and he's not even being drafted, so you might have just be able to pick him up off a of humbug, is Jack Doyle from Indianapolis. You have Phillip Rivers and an offensive scheme that, again, catered to tight ends. And he's not even being drafted. I don't understand why. And he is the TE1 over there. But you also have names like Evan Ingram who aren't being drafted until 10th and 11th round during the ether rounds as well. So don't focus. If you can't get Kittle or Kelsey, don't worry. There are still good tight end names out there. Don't panic. Don't draft a tight end when you have other players available to draft either. That's the whole part about fantasy is don't get so caught up in I've got to fill this spot, this roster spot that's empty for the sake of missing out on good players 
that are right in front of you. You know, that's a word to live by. And I guess that's where we're going to end it with this segment of the Gridiron Fantasy. And when we come back, we're going to talk about our biscuits being burned. There are some things that are going on in the sports world that we need to talk about. We need to discuss the Travis Shamakarianism of what is happening in the sports world. In fact, let's talk about some of this fake news when we come back. Look, man, I need a place to stay, Jay. Look, let me tell you something. <laughs> Caught me off guard, you know. <laughs> Okay, let's try this again, my friend. I was about to say, if all your money's spent and you can't pay the rent, <laughs> then you don't, don't call. But if you got an extra change and you need a place to stay, you know, get right around the way. You know what I'm saying? Get on, here, get on over here to die. Thomas over here. All right. Because I don't know the number, man. You got to say the number. I don't know the number. Need a place to stay? Call Diana Thomas at 219-230-3352. That's Diana Thomas, 219-230-3352. 20 years, man, in the business of written apartments. She must know what she's doing because she got me in mind. Y'all need to give her a call, baby. Hey, if y'all need a place to stay, she's the one to make it happen. That's 219-230-3352. CNA Auto Repair and Towing, 93 East Main Street, Chicago Heights, Illinois. Open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Saturdays, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Call 708-758-2855. Complete auto and collision repair at CNA Auto. 